Feed me! is what we hear when we return home, as Zelda is still far too preoccupied in her research to feed Salem. And another bit of uh, sort of more expert Salem puppetry, we've seen him grab that straw with that mouth. He now pats his dish to the yes. side. His hand raises and he just pats it oh. away and it actually moves. So there's some weight in that oh my puppet. Goodness. Oh, all these little things people or, just don't care about, but we love it. Or there's a magnet underneath the countertop and they just move the dish. <laughs> don't ruin them back. <laughs> <laughs> no, there isn't. Hello, and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three frightened and fretful folks <laughs> review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil. Um, sorry, my mind's elsewhere. It's a little um, little scary in here, though. Uh, well, you know, I'm going to be your host and your guide to this terrifying uh, uh, walk through uh, the, the, the forest of my fears. Uh, joining me on this uh, horrible journey is uh, my, one of my brave friends at that, uh, is Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Ah, death, death. Oh no, no, it's you, Phil. Oh, oh hi, hi, oh, hi. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, oh, are you okay, mate? Just, just a little, just a little, just a little edge, mate. But I'm, I'm okay. Okay, I'm sure. I'm sure. Talking about Sabrina is something nice and safe, which 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 I can enjoy. Yes, I can, can, can take my mind off off off, off my torment. It's, it's okay. Okay. Um, someone who I hope uh, hasn't soiled his briefs like the 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 us two uh, is one of our other friends. Uh, it's Mr. Chris Evans. Roast! <laughs> Hello, mate. Are you okay? I am. Uh, I. I uh, 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 my heartbeat is is now at about 180 uh, beats per minute. I, I think I'm going to be okay. Why? Why have you turned off all the lights, Phil? Uh, mate, mate, you've got to shut that what? door. Shut, ah! sh- make sure, <laughs> shut that fucking door. Hold me, Graham. Hold me. <sighs> Yeah, so we're talking about fear. In yeah, this a little bit. <laughs> uh, no, no, no more silly beggary up in here. Uh, now, this latest episode of Sabrina, uh, she's uh, she banishes a fear and makes everyone get all scaredy cat, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's exactly what happens. Um, um, it's in our latest episode. That's number twenty-one. Fear strikes up a conversation. Uh, talking about striking up a conversation with fear. What's your greatest fear, Phil? Greatest fear. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Actually, to this, we're going this, deep early, guys. We're going deep early. I can't think of like ultimate. I don't like. Um, I don't like octopus. The octopus <laughs> and squids. <laughs> your greatest fear is having an octopus in your face. <laughs> just, just grab me. I'm a bit. I'm not claustrophobic, but I don't like the idea of getting stuck somewhere. You know, like in a tube or something or a mine I don't know <laughs> you're not Chilean so yeah a little no. bit of help there um, but uh, no but on a serious note my um, obviously I've recently found out that I'm becoming a, a an unpapa be a father and, and that's how it goes yeah, yeah. unpapa <laughs> and uh, my fears at the moment are to do with um, like when my um, sort of baby's born just you know as you do as, as a new parent just making just hoping that your baby sort of bonds with you as its as its parents, and you know from the off. So that, your that's... greatest fear is not having a good relationship with your child. Yes, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, yeah it's it's it's, kind of... it's something. It's actually woke. It's I've actually dreamt quite a bit of it the past the past couple of nights as well. So it's, it's definitely something playing on my mind. What would you do if your wife gave birth to an octopus? <laughs> Fucking hell, I would. 
Uh, I'd be like, babe, what's... <laughs> what, 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 when did you cheat on me? What's, what's the Kraken? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um, uh, what about you guys? Turn it on, turn it on, uh, turn it on uh, what's, your, what's your greatest fear, going? My greatest fear is... Probably just dying alone. You wow, know? Wow. Like, wow. What, what, At least I did some funny ones to start off you, with. What if you, you know, your friends and family and loved ones, it's just, just, you know, it's just, 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 no, just nobody there to keep you company? I mean, that'd be really shit. It would be a bit shit. Yeah. Chris, you got a funny fear? <laughs> uh, actually, um, I, I am fearless. I have not discovered what I am afraid of in this life yet. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't... But there'll know. be things that still make you jump, still make you think a bit like, maybe creep you out, but there's nothing that's like, genuinely by definition scared you. Yeah, no, I mean, when I was younger, I was scared of the dark, I thought that there was someone living under my bed. I had the, the childhood fears, but uh, since since becoming an adult, um, or in my teenage years, I can't... I, I haven't found something that I am actually afraid of yet. 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 There probably something out there that I will be absolutely terrified and will shit myself at the sight of, but I haven't found it yet. Have you ever seen an octopus? I've eaten squid, and squid's actually quite delicious, so... Yeah. Yeah, cool. not not afraid of that. That's taking charge. You should eat a squid. Maybe that conquer your yeah, fear. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I think next week, Graham, I think what we need to do is we need to pop to Blue Planet Aquarium, see if yes. we can borrow an octopus, borrow an octopus for, yeah. for the weekend and... Yeah. Have some uh, some aversion therapy. Have, have, have a guest on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Oscar the Octopus will yeah, be joining what? us uh, next week. But uh, the, the the fears that we'll discover in this episode of Sabrina, they're quite understandable, I guess. Uh, Valerie's got the fear of, of being alone, mm-hmm. um, of having no friends. Um, we find out Mrs. Quick. Um, what's her fear? She. I think I think it's paranoia. I don't. I'm not, I think yeah. I think she's just things hi- be out to get her. I think she's just a hypochondriac. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we see others like Mr. Craft kind of is just scared of everything. Harvey's scared of just being broken, I guess. Yeah. And, oh, and Sabrina's fear oh, is ultimately um, public speaking, which is something that uh, uh, I'm sure a lot of people can, can relate yeah. to. You guys been scared of like speaking in public? Not anymore, but certainly in school, if I had to do a presentation or something, I was, I was, I mean, none of that. That was horrible. That that was probably probably the most scared of something that's actually a threat to me I've been was in school like having to get up and speak for extended periods of time mm. now I'd be okay with it but yeah back then so uh, but no the very understandable fears that these characters have and we get to explore it in a in a, uh, a comical manner anyway did you did you guys enjoy this episode there was a, there was a few laughs amongst us during this one I very much enjoyed it anyway. it was good because it's again something that really draws from the strengths of the characters the fact that we know these characters well we know what they would be afraid of and how mm. they would respond to fear all the main characters are in this episode, which is rare, actually. Yes, yeah. And yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought it was very, I thought it was very um, smartly put together. Yeah, as I said in the last episode, we get to see, you know, like in a the characters in the inside, well, the personalities of the inside of these characters, yeah. you know, like uh, particularly someone like Libby or Mister Craft. Like Libby's got quite a quite a heartfelt fear. She's got a fear of kind of not being accepted, I guess, or well, or it, a fear of not being admired. It's a greedy fear. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a fear of not succeeding and not being the centre of attention, mm. which is, again, from what we know about that character, probably makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have made more sense if she had a fear of roller coasters. Yes. Yeah, that is, yeah definitely. Uh, anyway, enough rambling, because it's what we do best. I love our little rambles at the start. Nothing to do with the episodes, but we, I, well, feel, I feel that we, we tell the audience more about us. We paint pictures of, of uh, what we look like and what, yeah. we, what we are inside. Of three young men set on... Sat three, on... Young, three young men. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. Anyway, are we ready to uh, yes. to, to are we ready to be brave and and uh, just walk gracefully into this this I dark, th- scary world of Sabrina? I think so. I am a big boy. There we are. You big boy, Chris. You big boy. Are we big mans? Are we big mans? <laughs> I'm big man. I'm a big man. <laughs> we are is big mans. <laughs> <laughs> The episode opens with Sabrina telling Hilda and Zelda that she's been asked to read out her critically acclaimed essay in front of her class, and they're all delighted. Well, apart from Zelda, because she's in her own world, because she too has to give a huge speech in the other realm. She hasn't slept, eaten, or disapproved of Hilda in days. She must be dead, Salem shouts. <laughs> but very true. I mean, very if you're not disapproving of Hilda's actions, something has gone terribly wrong. Absolutely. Either you're dead... Or your sense of morality, at least, is. Yes. So, but no, I like, like because someone someone will have died. Yes, and she's been like this for days. Do you think Hilda has been a bit naughty during those days? Think she's done stuff that Zelda would otherwise disapprove of? Hilda is definitely the kind of person who is has the cats away sort of approach to yeah. things. Like if if nobody's keeping her in check, she would just run amok. Yes, and then speaking of uh, cats, we see a lot more uh, some good action from Salem because uh, in an effort to grab Zelda's attention, uh, Hilda magics in a uh, like a, a luau setting, I assume. Yes, and they're all wearing obviously their um, lays lays, and then the dresses, and they've got like cocktails. Yeah, and Zelda food. has a mai tai in her hand, doesn't notice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, Salem Salem's mouth moves, doesn't it? And it, it, it actually reaches out and clamps onto a straw. Yeah, it, quite it intricately. It's it's one of these. Yeah, he's, 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 he smacks his lips um, on on the straw, this and puppet, his neck stretches out and grabs yeah, it. This, awesome. pup, this puppet is amazing. You know, we shouldn't be surprised if you're at all familiar with the work of the Kyoto Brothers, but it really is terrific, and it's only going to get better, folks. Oh, God, so uh, this is only the third episode of the new puppet. So yeah. yes, yeah, and we've got so many more. We've got hundred plus more. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be awesome. Excellent. In this opening, Phil, I'd like to uh, bring your attention to a wonderful, wonderful piece of special effects. Smoke, baby. So much smoke. So much smoke for just a, a prop. Yeah. The dry ice was in attendance in this episode. I think working on Sabrina, because things are constantly poofing, um, it just, yeah, you just you just get used to that smell. And any, anyone, anyone, anyone who's been around, uh, you know, stage smoke will know that smell. It's, yeah. it's Do you reckon- horrible. You might say, there's a lot of dry ice in this house. <sighs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> do, 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 do you think they had to disable all the smoke alarms in the building? Perhaps so, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so it was like every time they did a smoke take, the, the, the uh, site staff would have to go around disabling all the smoke alarms, and then once they've done one take got to go around and reset so they got to put all the smoke alarms back on and then they've got to go oh no we need to do that take again I'll turn off all the smoke alarms you say you walk into that set and there's just a load of socks just attached to all the smoke alarms a very opportune arsonist could strike during the uh, special effects scenes good grief leaving themselves very vulnerable there um, um, we saw a bit of the display of the special effects going off because um, I don't know if the brief, if Zelda's briefcase exploded or it just got yanked out of the way. Yanked out of the way. Yanked out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be yanked out of the way. No, it wasn't Jerry Anderson style with you. This briefcase is going to blow up. Let's turn it into an actual explosive. Yeah. Well, there's an. Act- there's, I'm sure there's an actual crater in Slough where Jerry Anderson <laughs> once made his, uh, his programs. So they probably didn't want to do that to, to um, their corner of LA or wherever they film this. So. Yeah. Uh, the titles roll, and um, Sabrina just tells us who she is and tells her what she does. And she says, Hi, I'm Betsy Ross. You need a flag done by when? 
And I believe Betsy Ross was the woman who sewed together the original Stars and Stripes for George Washington. Old Old Faithful, is that what it's called? Old Glory. Oh, Glory. Who's Old, Old Faithful? Old, Old, Old Faithful is the geezer. Yes. Oh, it in is, yes. In Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and many loyal pets and horses over the years as well. Yeah. Wasn't there, wasn't there Old Faithful was... Uh... Was a Labrador in a TV show. Yes, I it's probably so. a musket in a film as well. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I believe yeah. Betsy Ross because she's wearing like a Stars and Stripes coloured like 18th century like um, dress, isn't she? Um, yeah, like maid's dress. And uh... yeah, she uh, she made the American flag for George Washington. Yes, there we go. See, we googled it. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we, we take your advice on we board. That shit. We had we had an inkling at least this time anyway. Sort yeah. of. Uh... Well, well, we put two and two together. Yes. Really, Stars and Stripes dress, George Washington. Probably made the flag, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to see if there's any, uh, if she's got any uh, funny facts or goofs. I don't think so. I think she was a very straight and narrow woman. Yeah. Probably, well, probably don't know what time she was born, not back then. Well, all we all we, all we can be sure of is that she uh, she was a dab hand at sewing. Yes. She yeah. was a dab hand at sewing. Um, she was featured in a book called How Betsy Ross Became Famous, An Oral Tradition. Okay. Too, too it's a different kind of old glory that is too <laughs> mature to laugh at that definitely definitely too mature <laughs> to laugh at an oral tradition which as everybody knows is the idea of passing stories by word of mouth and that's all okay let's move on let's move on <laughs> We're in school and Valerie can't believe that Sabrina is about to endure the terror of public speaking. But she brushes it off because it's only going to be in front of a few maths students. However, Mrs Quick comes over and tells her that she now wants her to read it in front of every maths class in the entire school. Oh, and we find out that Mrs Quick doesn't get stressed. She gets hives. (laughs) However, (laughs) we thought she was going to say, Oh, I don't get stressed. I just get high. And we know we know she you know enjoyed herself in the sixties, don't we? So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, and let's face it, she is such a like uh, 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 got the high pitched tone and does seem like she has everything together. She's high. She yeah. seems pretty absent, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. So, so before she went, we were convinced she was going to. I just get high, and then <laughs> yeah. it was a laughter, and then that was it. End scene. If you're a hypochondriac, as she appears to be, to be honest, probably quite. A good way to actually unwind and chill out. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'd, I'd like to uh, get blazed for Mrs. Quick. I think that'd be quite fun. <laughs> well, yeah. actually, is uh, is marijuana legal in Massachusetts now? Um, I don't know. It may well be. It's one, one of the more uh, liberal states. So yeah. it surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure someone will tell us anyway. Yeah, because yeah. we, we've done our googling. Yeah, for we've, this done Google. <laughs> we've done one Google. We've done one Google. Prepare expects to Google. Two things. Jeez. Um, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Just uh, if you wouldn't mind letting us know, medical marijuana, Massachusetts. Cheers. Thanks, yeah, for that. Thanks. Uh, feed me is what we hear when we return home, as Zelda is still far too preoccupied in her research to feed Salem. And another bit of uh, sort of more expert Salem puppetry. We've seen him grab that straw with that mouth. He now pats his dish to the yes. side. His hand raises and he just pats it oh. away and it actually moves. So there's some weight in that oh puppet. Awesome. All these little things people or, just don't care about, but we love it. Or there's a magnet underneath the countertop and they just move the dish. <laughs> don't ruin the magnet. <laughs> <laughs> no, there isn't. Um, <laughs> just look at this poor all right. Next, you, next you're going to tell me those couches didn't really speak. <laughs> <laughs> 
so Hilda tries to stop uh, Zelda from stressing and working too hard. So she comes up with a plan. How about she organises the family photo album? It starts off so great and relaxing for all of five seconds before she goes back to her worked up ways. She's, she's obsessing over what photo to put where. She says something like, oh, uh, Uncle Joe's yellow teeth. Uncle Tut's. Yeah, Uncle, Uncle Tut's. Uncle Tut's yellow teeth will go. No, no, he had black hair. It um, was Uncle Joe who had yellow teeth. Uncle Tut's black hair will go well with uh, Uncle Joe's yellow teeth, whatever. These are all black and white pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so it does not matter. <laughs> uh, back in school, and Libby demands some congratulations because she's becoming the new spring queen. But we haven't voted yet, Valerie says. Voting? You're so naive, she says. Well, now, as we've seen established across all of this season, Libby has the ear of the uh, the movers and shakers, namely Mr. Craft, in uh, Westbridge High. So, um, yeah, probably it's a done deal anyway. Yeah, Westbridge absolutely. High? West- more like North Korea High. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Who says we can't do political satire? <laughs> yeah, that's- Harvey comes on over and tells us the last time he tried a track event, he got impaled on a hurdle. However, it's not all bad, because he found out that he enjoys eating food through a tube. Fuck me. What sort of accident was that? I mean, if he gets impaled... If you if you get impaled, that means you're... It's through you. It goes through. through. So... How he's still alive? Where did he get impaled? Was it like an arm, a leg, a finger? And what what made the hurdle sharp enough to impale? Hurdles aren't sharp unless you fell onto one at a great speed, side on, and it went through either your stomach or your rib cage and came out the other side. Neither of which would probably be survivable. Hmm. Well, yeah, because if you went through a hurdle because of the, the way that the eye would cut you in half. Maybe. I say it depends where you fell. If you fell in a, in a strange way, if you fell, if your stomach fell on the corner of a hurdle, I think that's the only way it could impale you. Yeah. You wouldn't live. But it wouldn't go all the way through. It's that you'd just be stabbed by a hurdle. Yes, and if it did go all the way through, it would shatter your spinal cord. Yeah. I mean, I mean we, we've heard how much of a hard ass the, the coach is. Um, maybe, you know, to make these kids jump higher on the hurdles, he put some, like, wrapped some barbed wire around the hurdles <laughs> to make them jump, and he jumped and. Uh, the barbed wire impaled through like his knackers or something maybe extreme hurdling yeah yeah the, she wasn't specific he, he, she didn't say you know you impaled your like ball bag or something whoa <laughs> hey no one wants to impale a ball bag no, she, no one wants to Chris it sometimes happens just just just, just want to risk you taking you what are you saying <laughs> that he got impaled through the ball bag between the two balls so balls weren't injured, just the just the just, a, just a slight tear. All I'll say is, if you know organisers of the X Games, if you really want it to be the Extreme Olympics, that's where you need to go. Barbed wire hurdling, bring it, <laughs> bring it on. Val tells Harvey about Sabrina's essay reading, and he joins in with the flabbergasting, crying and sweating aren't shameful things. He says, unless you have a problem with the nickname pit stains. Uh, Mrs. Quick comes over to escalate Sabrina's concern because she's now convinced Mr. Crafter let her read it out during tomorrow's assembly Libby says she'll be on the front row and Mrs Quick quotes her favourite Sum 41 album before leaving yes she uh, points to her uh, uh, hands where she's worried about the hives breaking out uh, another uh, band of the early 2000s <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, asks her does this look infected right, which is a good album yeah. good album Great album, yeah. But yeah, so Libby's going to sit front row of an assembly. Because, you know, that's awesome, isn't it? Uh, So Sabs goes to ask Mr. Kraft to cancel it. However, he won't because it's the first assembly that Principal LaRue has put him in charge of it. So he better be a good speech. Like, Oscar-worthy, he says. And it's nice that Principal LaRue isn't 
Well, he's still around. Isn't he's dead? Not, yeah, he's not dead. He's just he's just not around. He's not really doing his duties though. But uh, I mean, um, an assembly. How can an assembly go go wrong? Pretty low bar, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's, and it's really low. What would bar. happen? Just detention uh, for the yeah. year. I mean, really low bar. Worst case scenario, no one shuts up. Thing is, though, I mean, like if their assembly hall. Uh, doubles up as you know, like a, a theatre, as ours was in school. The worst things that could happen have got nothing to do with a speech. Sabina could do a kick-ass speech, but then the lighting rig could the lighting rig could just fall and sort of land on children, or the seats could all buckle and they could yeah. all hurt themselves. There could be a fire. That's got nothing to do with the speech. So, mm. yeah, they're putting a lot of needless, unnecessary pressure on Sabrina, and and unnecessary pressure pressure on Mister Kraft as well. Yeah. I mean, he does want to do well though in his job, even though he is a crank. He does want to make sure that people think he's doing a good job. But anyway. it's, it's the usual sort of you know sort of chain of command thing where like you know he's shitting down my neck, so I'm shitting down yours. Sort yeah. Of thing. Like mm. he's putting him under pressure, so he's putting the students under pressure, yeah. which you should, really shouldn't do. It's one thing doing that in a job where like they're like sort of like the next sort of level of employees who are interested in carrying out this task but when they're children <laughs> it's not very professional <laughs> it's, Mr Craft it's not at all is it at home and Sabrina wants to talk to Zelda about her problem but Hilda insists that she help with it because you know Zelda's a little preoccupied however her advice to Sabrina is to just run away from the problem meanwhile in the living room and Zelda's maniacal behaviour cranks up to 11 complete with steam out of her ears and a drastic change in personality what does she say after that uh, da- uh, danger, uh, Will Robinson. Yeah, yeah, danger, danger, Will Robinson. So, uh, a direct quote from Lost in Space. Excellent. Um, we didn't need to Google that, did no, we? No, we, we knew that. No Google necessary. Um, relevance to to it, I, I have no idea. This uh, is it's kind just, of just her having a breakdown. Yeah, and, you know, the, the, it's yeah. something really out of character for Zelda. Yeah. Anyway, she wouldn't necessarily say anything like that. Uh, she then does the Charleston, and Hilda has to find out what is wrong with her, and realizes that dancing won't help. Yeah. Well, just the sheer fact that you go from Danger Danger Will Robinson to the Charleston, I think, is a great way forward. Uh, I believe that is the way that everyone should lead their lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like danger stranger and then everyone just kind of does the Charleston dance yeah exactly so anytime that you know you, you, your child is confronted with a stranger and obviously stranger danger as Phil just said uh, they they just perform the Charleston and that will scare away all <laughs> <Yeah>. strangers <laughs> yes yeah. if you just danced in the presence of a stranger that idea that, uh, that no, no 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 not just danced it has to be the yeah, Charleston a, a, oh, a specifically, dance, specifically dance, the Charleston a dance of the 1920s they will not see that coming so uh, <laughs> no I'm getting out of it yeah. <laughs> if you did the black bottom even better yeah <laughs> so, well notably Ross Kemp um, whenever he's been in a war zone uh, and then they started doing the Charleston uh, we just got out of there <laughs> just had to get out of there we got out of there Upstairs and Serena is sulking and Salem is telling her she just needs to be more brave. Like him, because he slept in an unfamiliar pile of laundry that week. It's very brave. When he says unfamiliar pile of laundry, did he break into someone else's house? Entirely possible. (laughs) Entirely possible, yeah. Cat flaps after all. Mmm, yeah. Or just an open window, just yeah. sleeping in someone else's pants. He could be 16 in Salem as well. <laughs> he could, he oh, could yeah. be, yeah. yeah. He tells her to look in the magic book for a fear removal spell, a spell which comes with its own warning in the form of Franklin D. Roosevelt, who despite overcoming polio and leading the country through its worst economic crisis in recorded history, he didn't read an essay in front of the school and his warning falls on deaf ears. 
She opens the next page, necks a glass of water, and hiccups her fear away. A black ghostly cloud scarily looms near her. It's a bit like a Dementor, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Again, same universe. Same universe. universe. Uh, Does that mean that whenever you get the hiccups, that is the fear leaving your body? Hmm. Well, sometimes people can be so scared, their body will just do involuntary stuff, and hiccups are one of them. Yeah, but... But you to get rid of hiccups, yeah, you need to make someone jump or scare them. So it's yeah. getting Ooh. that's putting the fear back in them. So yeah. hiccups is your is our way of getting rid of fear. But the only way to stop the hiccups is to get scared. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you said you've never found something that scared you. Maybe one day you'll get hiccups, and something will really scare you, and then you'll never get hiccups ever again. That's true. That's true. That could happen. Maybe, yeah. maybe a serial killer at the window. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, until one pops up, you don't know if you're going to be scared of it. Exactly. Like I said before, it it could just shrug it off. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You could just... uh, If I am fearful of something, I haven't found it yet. Maybe serial killer at the window is what I most fear. Yeah, or maybe it's your 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 actual fear is hiccuping forever. That'd be awful. That would be awful. Oh, God. You you wouldn't be able to sleep. Oh, God, that... All the colour in your face is gone, yeah. Chris. We found what you're scared of. <laughs> Hiccuping forever. <laughs> Downstairs, and little Dr. Brickman is back. He's giving, uh, he's giving, giving Zelda a once-over. <laughs> and, he's a uh, child, Phil. Oh, yes, he's, <laughs> he's a fucking child, you disgusting human being. So, I don't know if you noticed this, but he acts a bit like a beast. When he's talking to Hilda, he, his eyes keep looking down. Oh my! <laughs> hey, what? Yeah, no. I rewound it a few times when I watched it the first time. And um, Doctor Brinkman, Doctor Brinkman, Doctor Brinkman, really? Uh, Doctor Brinkman, how unprofessional! Yeah, if you watch it, Doctor Brinkman's got wondering eyes. Oh dear. Wondering eyes or wandering? Wondering, eyes? wondering <laughs> what's in there? Wandering eyes to see what's there. Um, yeah. yeah, unprofessional, unprofessional for a doctor, is it, Doctor Brinkman? He's uh, discovering girls for the first time. Well, at the same time, doctors do need to um, examine all parts of the body maybe he was just doing that for Hilda to make sure that what Zelda had wasn't catching <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm making excuses <laughs> for a 13 year old looking at boobs <laughs> Zelda suffering from witch snap a personality disorder which occurs when a witch is overworked she'll be cured though when there's nothing worrying on her mind so hmm, it's she goes through various stages. She's in uh, Ginger Snap. Yes, yeah, she's yeah, a bit behave- like Spice Girls, I guess. Ginger yeah, Snap, but she's behaving like the character Ginger, I believe. Yeah, from yeah, Gilligan's Island. Yeah, Gilligan's, like, yes, like that's a, it. A, a bimbo. Uh, Gilligan's Island, of course, a sitcom of the nineteen sixties. Frank Conniff wrote this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, yeah. standard protocol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in school, and Valerie screams when she sees Sabrina, and she says, "Like, oh, stop looking at me. You're making me scared. Or you do you not want to be my friend yeah, anymore?" Uh, Sabrina's staring at me. Uh, making me feel uncomfortable because she doesn't want to be my friend. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Lindsay Sloan's acting here is, well, it's pretty good, but it's also jarring seeing somebody <laughs> like express genuine terror in, yeah. in Sabrina. It really, it really bothered me, yeah. to be quite honest. Everyone else is doing it with kind of a comic bent. You know, yeah. you know, like the way Harvey's acting things, you can't, you know, that's it's just so ludicrous. But like, she's, she's properly, when she's like back, you know, like, well, feels that Serena's backing her against the locker and she's like screaming. Yeah, it's actually quite quite disturbing. It's, yeah, quite harrowing. Yes. Yeah. Is it here where we see a poster saying that it's good to be smart? Um, it's around about this time. Uh, it's one of a few posters we uh, we spotted again. There's, there's so. three posters we spot in this one, one which fav- we've not seen before. One of our favourite uh, things to do is spot the um, 
the advice being uh, given um, to the students of Westbridge High by the walls. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, a, uh, a dog holding a diploma. Yeah. It's it's is it it's cool to be smart. Cool to be smart yeah. or something like that. Wait, yeah. wait, I, it was the dog wearing sunglasses. No, it, it had a um, one of those hats on. What's it called? What motorboat hat? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. With a diploma in its mouth, saying but, it's good to be smart. But it doesn't really make any sense. That it's oh, is it just it's good to be smart? Not it's cool to be smart. Yeah, I think it's good to be smart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, referencing that the dog is a good boy. A good boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Who's got a PhD? You've got a PhD. <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> Who's a good professor? <laughs> Mrs. Quick comes over and, and accuses Sabrina of spreading lies about her hives. She says, like, uh, oh, you just sound like one of them, you, like a denier, like that she's she's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, does she say that um, she wants Sabrina to cut them off? She wants no, to cut that, them that, off? That's a little later on. A bit later, okay. Yeah. Jumping jump a little bit there. Well, well, we? well, the episode in itself with everyone's fears, I, I, I'm, I'm not surprised that we're getting slightly lost within everyone's individual ailments. Yeah, yeah. well, we, we catch a glimpse of uh, Mr. Kraft's uh, fear as he uh, comes over the, the tannoy and uh, he says that he's scared of dying. Yeah, yeah like, pretty much. Right. I have an attend- announcement to make. I don't want to die! <laughs> fair. 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 Yeah, fair. that's a fair assumption. Yeah. It, but I think with uh, Mr. Kraft, it's specifically the apocalypse that he fears. Yes, he does, mm. yeah. yeah. i tell you what, though. One of my biggest fears is if I'm walking by water with somebody, mm. but that somebody falls in and it's down to me to save them. Well, okay. So, so you, <laughs> you, you, you have a fear... You have a fear of a hero complex. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a fear of saving people via swim, because I don't swim much, <laughs> so I'm swim. probably not a very strong swimmer. So yeah. if I ever had to haul a body out of water, then it would be quite, 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 a, uh, quite a challenge, that's all. Yeah. A fear of is it also partly a fear of of someone falling in said water, you going in to get them. While you're struggling in the water, that person has since climbed out and is on dry shore and then you're the one that needs saving. Yeah. Is that what you worry? God, that'd be embarrassing, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, couldn't you like it that, that that's quite similar to uh trying to save someone from a burning building. And then, and then them escaping. And, and then, then you, them escaping and then you're the one trapped in the burning building. Yeah. Yeah, and you die in the burning building. It's like, oh, did he die a hero? No, he, he, he died. Died being a silly bastard. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't looking. Didn't see, didn't see. Didn't see me coming out the window. <laughs> I grabbed him by the arm and said, "I'm fine." And he went, "Gotta go in." <laughs> but no, it, it's. I think it's. Can you say it's specifically the apocalypse he fears, knowing that he's dying in that exact moment, and him reflecting on his life or something? Maybe um, that's why I, I get off it. I think I don't know. Just a lot of people are. Not necessarily conspiracy theorists, but a lot of people, you know, are sort of convinced that the that the world will will, will end, um, just completely, just be wiped out mm. in their in their lifetime. Could happen any day. Oh yeah. All of a sudden, it's it's you know it's the end of days. Everyone's running riot, and eventually we'll all wipe ourselves out. So uh, I think that's what he fears. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're we're. And in 2018, there you go. Totally justified. <laughs> in, in 1998. Not so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you got. We we we've lived through many apocalypses so far. You know, uh, the millennium, Y two K. Yeah, that that was meant to be an apocalypse. There was twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, the Mayan calendar. I'm pretty sure there was meant to be an extinction level event like two years ago. Yeah. There was the the Arocalypse, the album from Lordy. Yeah, yeah. We, we survived we that. through that. We survived that. We survived um, that. Um, and uh, I think the next one is uh, has actually been discovered that in like twenty one thirty eight A 
a giant meteor is going to hit the Earth and kill everyone. Apparently so. This is it's an oncoming meteor that at the moment did NASA say that they can't. They don't, yeah. uh, they're projecting that there's nothing that they can do about yeah. it. Yeah, but we've got you know 120 years to, to figure that out. Yeah. So by the time we get to the end of season seven, we'll have an idea. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, have, they'll have managed to find a way to get those oil drillers onto the meteorites <laughs> to plant the bomb in it. Yeah, I, um, I think the best bet right now for NASA is to get Bruce Willis in for yeah. a quick chat. I, I hope I hope they work out what to do because I don't want to miss a thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what they should do is just throw a massive filing cabinet into its path. Yes. yes. That's what they should do. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. Back in the Spellman kitchen, and Zelda is currently in the sugar snap phase of her witch nap, causing her to play, tease, uh, dress, and cuddle Salem, much to his disgust. I do like this because obviously we see a lot more um, animation from Salem. Nipakai's voice works so much better with this better puppet because yes. he says like Zelda, like you can you can see the his face kind of reacting in a, a fed up. He can grimace. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, again. It's like we've said this before. It's like Gromit. Like how much, yeah. how uh, well Gromit can be can do expressions, but yeah. just a plasticine face. And I think his voice goes superbly well yeah. with, with the new puppet. And it's also interesting. I like you know Salem loves attention. He loves to be petted. He loves being fed, especially, but. There's such things too much. And being constantly cuddled and put in a bonnet is definitely too much. Oh, and don't 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 forget the booties. Oh yes, he oh, did not yeah. like the booties. Oh he did not like the booties. <laughs> well, as well, the a letter from the other realm pops up saying that uh, if Zelda doesn't deliver her speech tonight, she'll be kicked out of the academy. But it doesn't look like she'll be snapping out of it soon. She go uh, Hilda goes to Zelda and says, uh, "Zelda, can't you've got your big speech tonight?" And she goes, "I'm gonna kiss you." <laughs> this is um, a, at a symposium. Yes, this is a second episode in a row where the word symposium is bandied around all over the show. Yeah, I, I'm still not 100 percent what symposium I think means. Is it just a meeting of the minds? I think it's like a convention. The only other place I've heard the word symposium is that it was the name of a god-awful British pop rock band round about this time. <laughs> um, yeah. See, ni- Graham just knows this, doesn't in, he? In 1998. Um, yeah, it's just come up, symposium pop band. Uh, w- w- do you guys, are you guys okay with me Googling again? Um, oh, I mean, twice. it's, you know, <laughs> oof. Um, well, it's for a definition, so it's not you quite do, the you, same. You don't want to make, if, if, if this was a house of learning, we'd have a dictionary on the shelf. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. I, I do have a dictionary, but not with me. This is dictionary. We're using a dictionary right now. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I mean, obviously, the, the, the whole use of Googling is, is, you know, from our listeners demanding it from us. And it, it makes us make a better podcast, because instead of alluding to stuff like the famous uh, <laughs> sort of blouse vest thingy that we didn't know anything about we could have just googled it but we didn't instead we made our yeah. well, no, 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 so. no 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 we did try and google it because we didn't know what it was called yeah, it's, bra it's, thingy. it's difficult to know if you can't even describe <laughs> what you need to know so, so if there's a word we need to know from now on or, yeah. or a reference yeah, we will yeah. we try will, yeah we will, we will but try. when we're ref- when we're talking about something that we genuinely don't have a clue about yeah then there's no point. Well, the symposium, which I think this is the one that they're referring to, is a drinking party or discussion, especially as held in ancient Greece after a banquet. So basically, it's a fancy way of describing it, like a conference. Yeah. yeah. Or another one is, yeah, a conference or meeting to yeah. discuss a particular subject. Yeah. Or, as you say, yeah, a, um, a pop band from... Yes. Uh, from not about songs, stuff. but I do remember that they, that they were, they were not, not good. Yeah, so it's a fancy word. I think I'm going to use it a lot more often. You, you're just going to be in work and send an email saying, yeah, just organising a symposium for this afternoon. Yeah, I boys, do you want to head to the pub for a podcast symposium? 
I think we should rename the podcast Sabrina Symposium. <laughs> Symposium the Teenage Watch. Yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Symposium. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> We're just getting fucking silly now. Hilda says that if she tried to balance the checkbook, she'd go into a homicidal rage. So Salem suggests that she kills Zelda. Don't dangle the fucking carrot, Salem. Like I was that. gonna say, you know, it doesn't take much to get Hilda into homicidal rage, as we've seen many yeah. times over. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, don't uh, don't tease her. Sabrina comes home and tells Hilda what's happening, and it's because she used magic to get rid of her fear. So in turn, it will prey on mortals if she doesn't get everyone from the entire school home ready to be cured. Meanwhile, this is when Salem is getting dressed up in a bonnet and little furry pink booties, which seem to be just lying around. In school, and it's chaos because everyone is shitting themselves, figuratively. Sabrina asks Val... Well, maybe someone is literally shitting themselves. Yeah, there's a lot of people crawling on the floor and jumping over each other, so maybe... Maybe someone's greatest fear is shitting themselves. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, this is heightening, so they were just a constant stream... Yeah, of shitting themselves. Just be a brown trail. Just in a river. Oh, God, drowning in a river of shit now. That's my fear. That is my fear. Is your fear? Drowning in a river of shit. A river of shit runs through it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good grief. Uh, Sabrina asks Val what she's scared of. The earth, the stars, space. We're decomposing as we speak. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. And again, that that strike a chord with you, Graham, about how convincingly terrified... <laughs> yeah, she, her her fear, Valerie's uh, Lindsay Sloan's fear acting is um, kind of maybe the other actors probably could do like serious fear if they wanted to, but they're aware that it's a sitcom. But she's <laughs> yeah. she's going all out. But then again, Valerie, the character, I don't know. She is just she's just a heightened emotional being. Yeah, so it kind kind of works that she's like properly hysterical. Yeah, she's a bit of like an oversensitive lunatic at times, isn't she? Well, but yeah, nice, this, but, um, yeah. yeah, but this is. Uh, yeah, it's kind of exaggerated a lot more. Mr. Kraft stops by and claims that his enemies are plotting against him to make sure this assembly doesn't go to plan. So again, he's just fear of the end of the world and the end of his job, I guess. Yeah. Or his status, I think, really. Yeah. Uh, Libby walks over caked in makeup because she's terrified of not winning the seasonal beauty pageant. So we've got Spring Queen, Summer Princess... Autumn Empress and Winter Goddess. I would love to be Autumn Empress. I, I <laughs> yeah. would love to be Winter Goddess. I want to be Summer Princess, guys. That's well, you're, well, you're welcome to it. <laughs> yeah, you can be Summer Princess. We're, 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 our, our title's are a lot more ba- badass. Yeah, That's so. true. I'm yeah. a yeah. fucking god, mate. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is Libby's fear of... Um, I guess not, not being not being admired, not being accepted, maybe not, so, not being on a, on a pedestal. I guess of it's not of having, being better than anyone else. Yeah, not not having a title which says I'm better than you mm. and you must pay attention to me and I'm the centre of attention and I'm the best. That's what. She's yeah, and she's uh, maniacally just applying more lipstick. And uh, Mr. Craft even mentions her overuse of eyeshadow. Well. He yeah he thinks that she's one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, which as I say, he genuinely fears the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Mrs. Quick comes out of her office, convinced that her hives have caused gangrene, and uh, she asks Sabrina if she can uh, if she's got a saw to take him off, and she goes, "Yeah, I've got one at my home. If you follow me." She's like, "No, there's not enough time. I'll just gnaw it off." Oh, like a wild coyote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some ha- some harrowing. Uh, 
behaviours and visuals in this episode, really. Yeah, but then it's kind of the, the daftness comes back as... Because uh, if it just couldn't get any more crazy, Harvey saunters past and tells Sabina not to touch him because he could break a bone any minute. Any He's scared of any contact from football, uh, hockey, cards, he says. Cards, yeah. Ever had a paper cut, he says. Yeah. yeah. God, yeah. But um, you say it brings back the lightness, but does it really, Phil? Or does it throw more light on Harvey's troubled upbringing and the pressure on this poor young boy because why is he afraid of breaking anything because if he can't football anymore his father will disown him yes also, that's the thing also think about it how many bones has he might could he have already broken because of the all of the sports that he plays maybe maybe he's ju- he's fearful of what happened last time yeah maybe his fears are justified because it happened a lot yeah, yeah. maybe some of his uh, breaking bones aren't even from sports. Maybe they're from a, a, a loss. A loss. Mr. Kinkle, you know, d- d- didn't take kindly to uh, sporting failure in in his family. Maybe, you know, maybe this story is even darker than we've previously yeah. imagined it to be. When I heard Harvey's, uh, talk, talk about Harvey getting scared of something, I would have liked this to be the opportunity that we catch a glimpse of Mr. Kinkle, um, you know, talking down to him and, and shouting at him about and he just Harvey kind of cradles in a corner. It would have been a lot darker, but I think it would have been a good introduction to the uh, to the character of Mr. Kinkle that, have we exaggerated? <laughs> or, or is that what he's really like, do we reckon? We don't know. We don't know. If there was a case of somebody's reputation preceding them, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kinkle is it at this point. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, just before we finish, we see another delightful poster to catch this one. It's behind Harvey. Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. That's why this podcast is so great, because we, we tackle it with enthusiasm. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and then after all that wonderful acting and clever writing, Sabrina magics in a computer-animated microphone into her hand. I hated that. And it's so noticeable. Like, it's just awful. And you can see, like, the blurred lines of it kind of breaching into Sabrina's hand, and, yeah, it looks... I don't know why they didn't just magic in a... just an actual microphone they have for done, to hold. They have done trick photography so often where something just appears. I don't know it's because it was in her hand that it, it, added, it was an added complication where they needed to actually, um, you know, superimpose CGI in. But, yeah, again, every so often they'll get a really basic effect, like, horribly wrong, probably not sort of especially bad for the late 90s yeah. because they're so ahead of the time in a lot more complex effects mm. it, yeah it really <laughs> ran out of money <laughs> yeah well, maybe that, but no but that's the thing it would have been more expensive to do the CGI microphone than it would have been to just grab a microphone <laughs> yeah that's true and to get round of it she stood by a bunch of lockers all she needed to do was point at a locker have the magic sound open the locker microphone's there yeah yeah, it's really off-putting because you can see Melissa and Hart's fingers twitching because obviously she's not holding anything. Yeah, and yeah, so you can see the the blurred lines of the microphone and the colour of the microphone was yeah. completely incorrect. Yeah, yeah it's really so, naff. It's it's a shame anyway. Yeah, she announces to everyone that Vermont has declared war on Massachusetts, and there's a bomb shelter at her house that everyone should head to right now. Well, not surprising really. <laughs> uh, they've got a bomb shelter. I, yeah, I well, believe well, that. Well, we, we were wondering last time we brought it up whether it's a shelter for in case of a bomb or it's just where Hilda hides her bombs. Uh, yeah, well, it's... Let's let's say let's say both. <laughs> let's say both, yeah. Let's say both. It's a place that's not safe inside or outside, really. Vermont, of course, one of the smallest and most sparsely populated states <laughs> known for nothing apart from Ben and Jerry's ice cream. They've probably not got much to fear, really. <laughs> yeah. uh, maple, 
Maple trees. Maple trees, yeah. yeah. Maple yeah. Trees, New yeah. England in, in, in the fall. Mm. Um, yeah, nice, nice cheery things and a little, a little place, whereas they've got Boston. They, they, they probably probably got that one licked, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. At home, and Hilda is getting ready to deliver Hilda's speech for her because Zelda still has the social skills of a potato. Sabrina legs it into the front room with the entire school screaming outside, unsure of how to now get rid of her fear shadow. Hilda says that dogs can smell fear, and fear happens to smell dogs. I like that. So, yeah, it's again very clever bringing a just a just a phrase in you know into literal uh, fruition. Uh, so she magics in a cute little army of doggies who let it upstairs and into the linen closet. This was my favourite scene. Just all <laughs> yeah. just all the doggies. I don't I don't know what they put at the top of the stairs to make them run up, but just this parade of them. The camera's nice and low, and you see them all like pile past all of them. And there's there's a little straggler at the end. Yeah. Just like, oh, I didn't get the memo quick. Runs upstairs. Fear also has a weird voice. It's like, oh, oh my god, dogs. Was it Steve Allen? Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that probably is true, yeah, because yeah. Steve Allen is the manifestation of fear. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> fear is Steve Allen. <laughs> uh, so these army of dogs sort of uh, leg it into the uh, linen closet. Uh, one of them is even kind enough to shut the door, and yeah. uh, Salem just goes, whoa, thought they'd never leave. They'd been in for like three seconds. I, I was very disappointed that we didn't get <laughs> from Salem here, but... Um... Oh. But uh, yeah, so these oh, these little doggies go in. Uh, Sabrina thinks it's over, but now she has to head into the other realm and face her fear. Hilda suggests bringing her quizmaster along with her because he's resourceful and strong. Qualities she'll need if she doesn't want to die. She Ooh. says. So she, her life could be claimed by her own fears in this yeah. forest. Oh, it's getting very Harry Potter now. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> Sabrina and Albert rock up in the forest of her fears, sorry, rather, uh, Pinewood Valley, um, <laughs> <laughs> where she'll, uh, she'll be confronted by all of her subconscious fears. Also, Chris, what, um, what scene did you compare this to? Star Wars. Yes. Yes. Same universe. Well, in a galaxy far, far away, but yes. same universe. Same universe in a far, Because it's, far that, away. it's that when Yoda is training Luke yes. on um, Dagobah. Yeah, in the Dagobah system, um, and he tells Luke not to go into that cave over there because that is facing his darkest fears, which mm-hmm. turns out to be spoiler alert, Darth Vader, or yes. a a uh, image of Darth yes. Vader, which he then chops the head off, and the helmet explodes, and he sees his own face oh, because he is Darth Vader. Well, he's not. He's well, he's not. He's, 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 he's his son. No, yeah. more, more spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Hilda is trying to read Zelda's speech. However, in the process, becomes so worked up and stressed that she now has witch snap. But good news for Zelda, as now she has snapped out of it. So can only one person have it at once? Or, yes. or is it the fact because their sisters, only one of them can have it at once? Possibly. Maybe, Maybe in many, the same vicinity, yeah. Yeah, or the same... Because they get stressed over the same topic, aren't they? Yeah, mm, possibly. Be there. So she's inherited the stress that Zelda had from yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. We failed to mention as well. Like Zelda's really good at being um, sort of uh, absent-minded. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's got like. Oh, it, it, it should actually be mentioned. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about we've talked about uh, Lindsay Sloan and sort of you know the performance she gives, but Beth Broderick is fantastic in this episode. Oh, good. Yeah, because like it's the absolute opposite of what the Zelda character normally is. You know, she's normally so prim and proper. She almost she doesn't. She doesn't have a... Not that she doesn't have a fun side, but it, it, it's still a very sort of like, you know, reserved, dignified mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, intellectual kind of humour that she normally has. So to see her just completely goofing off 
I yeah. mean, when it happens to Hilda later on, it's not a million miles away from how Hilda sometimes yeah. behaves anyway, but yeah, it's a completely different sort of dimension, and she just, just plays it really well. Really, yeah, really funny. I, love, I, love the, I love the images uh, that uh, pe- uh, Sabrina gives to people about Zelda, because we failed to mention in our last episode, um, Sabrina says that she drove her car to school because she hotwired it, and Harvey asks, well, how, how do you know how to hotwire? And she goes, my Aunt Zelda. She did time. (laughs) So we've had Zelda's been to prison, you know, wacky Zelda, and now babbling Zelda. So, yeah, it's nice to see different sides to it, or here at least, anyway. Back in the forest, and Quizmaster tells Sabrina that she has to make it through a special door without turning back. So first up is Mrs. Quick, and she represents Sabrina's fear of not doing well in school and working in a fast food joint, she says at the end. She's already done in the slicery. She did, yeah, she did. But this Yeah, is... but there's a difference between doing that as yeah. a, a part-time and yeah. then that is your life. Definitely. Yeah, and it's different for someone she looks up to, often someone who she relies on to teach her stuff, telling her, no, you're not going to make it, yeah. you're going to just work in a, in a dead-end job for the rest of your life, because mm. you could have been so much better, but you, you weren't. Basically, yeah. that's her fear, which is very understandable for a very impressionable, ambitious young uh, woman. Anyway, uh, next up to make Sabrina shitter pants is Valerie, who represents uh, Sabrina's fear of, I guess, what being soft and like a pushover. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I, it's, di- I, I didn't know what how to she's properly not, label she's it. She's not but... a strong enough person for like the for the adult world. What is it she says? There's a big dun 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 phrase. What is it she says? Uh, that you're too soft to make it in the. <laughs> real world yeah exactly so, yeah, basically, basically it's a fear that a lot of teenagers have that like adulthood will just be too much for them yeah yeah and as someone who teaches teenagers that is correct yes so no, the, no 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 i mean they, they are right to have that fear because they are not prepared <laughs> they're not meant to be prepared are they uh next thing you know a bloody clown jumps out who is let alone he's, he's, he's quiz master's fear as well he isn't like clowns yes yeah well i didn't understand why there was a clown there other than the fact that the quiz master is scared of clowns. the clown is libby yeah yeah and obviously libby was caked to make up her so, so this is, it, is, kind is of... it the sort of um, end end game of her makeup obsession? I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realise it was Libby at first until she said "freak." Yeah, yeah. Um, and also a good a good burn from Sabrina is she's, um, when Quizmaster says that he's scared of clowns. She says, "Oh, do you um, do you what, combat it by dressing that way or something?" Uh, yeah. yeah, and then he he uh, threatens to snatch her ball. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Jeez. Um... <laughs> Me. <laughs> so yeah, he doesn't take criticisms and jokes very well, does he? He uh... so it seems, seems like it seems like a nice, uh, easygoing guy until uh, until um, you uh... until there's a clown basically saying, "I'm going to scalp you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Libby's dressed as the clown, and she acknowledges that Sabrina is different. And then Harvey comes in and says that he doesn't care if she is different. I love the bum bum bum. Yeah, it's way. very funny. Very. And the way that he delivered their. Um dramatic line yes afterwards. now these guys they don't represent anything in particular but uh, Mr. Kraft joins in Mrs. Quick comes back and, Miss, and Valerie comes back and it, now it, it's them realising that she's a witch and ganging up on her yeah I like that Mr. Kraft was the one who sort of delivered the you're a witch thing because obviously it does actually fall on a little bit not, yeah. as, not as much hopefully we'll get to it later but um, from the last episode of him sort of like something of an adult here I'm onto you sort of yeah um, so is this is this something that's just been put into the episode, or do you think there's more to it? Like subconsciously, it means that Sabrina thinks Mr. Kraft will find out. Yeah, well, that's what it would indicate. Yeah, if you ask yeah. Me. They could have got any one of them to say it, but the fact that they've got Mr. Kraft to say it, and he's got a now he's got a dossier on yeah. her, yeah. and it they, makes more sense. And the other characters then respond to Mr. Kraft making this revelation. Mm. Libby obviously does think Sabrina's different. She thinks she's a freak. Yeah, Harvey. 
knows that she's different and has a interesting family and a, 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 a bizarre life, but that's part of why he loves her. But like, it's like if Mrs. Quick said you're a witch, it, you'd, I'd just be like, ah, she doesn't fucking know. Yeah, Mr. Crafts probably got the authority and persistence to yeah to yeah. make everyone and the rally dis- behind him and the disdain for anything out of the ordinary, yeah. anything disorderly. You know, Mrs. Quick might be quite open-minded about it and think it was quite cool she's already seen that Harvey and Valerie are okay with it and Libby hates her anyway but yeah I think Mr. Craft is probably the most dangerous person and also the person who's most suspicious of her yeah absolutely so they all start joining in and screaming at her telling her you're a witch you're a witch and then after a bit of screaming Sabrina says that she's proud of being a witch because she can do this and she just magics them away and she feels better because I guess that was it she's she hates being a witch in terms of she can't have a normal life and she's constantly under like surveillance by Mr. Craft and ridicule. And uh, But she should be proud of it. It's, it's who yeah. she is, so she acknowledges that. They disappear. But now it's time for her ultimate and final fear. The one that began it all. It's public speaking. She arrives in school, nails her speech, and her fear finally starts to fizzle away. Just in time for us to spot another poster. Alcohol. Don't let it wreck your life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't. Um, I'm not going to lie. Too, too late. late for me. Yeah. I like how most of the posters are all like, oh, fun. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Hitch your wagon, you know, to a star. And, and you know, it's fun to giggle. But alcohol. We had AIDS, though. I yeah. Think that's, yeah. Probably, that's probably the bleakest one. Yeah. Um, we had the, one. yeah, it didn't discriminate and stuff. Yeah. yeah, about drugs. There's a huge round of applause and everyone just gets up and leaves immediately afterwards. I um, liked... Uh, early on in the bottom, you obviously see a bit of the speech, but um, she begins the speech with a very sort of like, you know, sort of weak, but sort of, you know, charming little joke and, you know, it raises a bit of a giggle and Mr. Craft oh, yeah. instantly silences <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's something like, Matt is important, but not as important as TV. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, no, 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 shut down, shut she, that down. She's, she's not funny. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a time for that. <laughs> enough of that, enough of that. It's his uh, dislike for his dislike for Sabrina and his dislike for any kind of fun in a like a educational environment brought together. It's, yeah, it's a very character consistent thing for him to do. Yeah, like uh, radio personality Steve Allen rocks. Well, up. he's more than a radio personality film. Is he? Has he done more stuff? He's he's more or less he's one of the grandees of American television, like early American television, like in the fifties, sixties, seventies. He was the original host of the Tonight Show. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, um, and had loads of other shows of his own, like, uh, throughout, yeah, just a general comedian, like, host, entertainer type fellow. Yeah. Um, he's since passed away, so does that mean that fear is dead? Fear is dead? Yeah. No more fear? No, 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 no. Because if you remember, Steve Allen shrinks down and then materialises as some form of, like, embroidery on Sabrina's yeah, shirt. Be- therefore, therefore, fear is still... Alive. So, have we, got, have we got to be scared of like Lacoste? Like, like everyone who's got a polo shirt with the little crocodile on is that? That's that's Steve Allen. That's Steve Allen. Is it? That's, yeah, that's Steve Allen. That is. Yeah. yeah. So basically, any any item of clothing with a with a, an embroidered sort of animal or yeah. TV and radio personality on yeah. them is is a symbol of fear. That fear yeah. is always with them. Yeah. I can't say I'm wearing anything. No, it's not for that. No, 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 no. I, 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 I. Well, you've yet to find your fear. I'm yet to find my fear. 
But the moment you fall into a river of shit, you're going to be covered in so much Steve Allen. Yeah, um, Phil, we shouldn't be afraid of Lacoste, but we should be afraid of the people wearing it. (laughs) (laughs) Especially in this neck of the woods. Uh, But Steve Allen, yeah, he appears, he starts singing, uh, he shrinks, and then just materialises, pardon the pun, on Sabrina's clothes. I know from The Simpsons that one of Steve Allen's things was sort of improvisingly sort of like scat songs, which is what he does uh, with like the things that Sabrina's saying to him. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a load of scat anyway. Uh, Sabrina then dresses up as a clown, honks her nose and chases the Quizmaster away. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Just uh, the sound of the nose was expert. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, the, the sound of the nose really struck fear in the hearts of no one. Yeah. Apart from the Quizmaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and obviously uh, we learned a few episodes ago that Chris is uh, a master of impressions. Did this... Uh, Sound effects sort of um, agree with you? Did you enjoy it? I, I did enjoy it. It was something along the lines of this. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit deeper. It wasn't as high pitched. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to tweet us, send us your best impressions. <laughs> Sabrina's nose yeah that's, that's nice. the credits roll and Sabrina is telling Zelda about how happy she is for overcoming her fear but all Zelda can think about right now is that her scientific career is now in tatters however good news chaps because the other realm have offered to give her a grant to study abnormal phenomena in already abnormal witches oh. very funny and I stick on Hilda speaking of Hilda she comes out uh, playing the accordion in a, in, in a what kind of accent is that What's it's, it's meant to be Bavarian? Yes. Yeah. What it actually is, I don't know. Offensive. That's what it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina says, uh, I've just realised my greatest fear is casual racism. And yes. <laughs> that's the end. Uh, that's, that's the end of that episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it, episode 21. Um, yeah, fear strikes up a conversation. Uh, guys, did we enjoy this one or were we a bit scared by it? Yeah. I thought it was. Again, uh, another episode which married the. Again, we'll say this nearly every time now because it seems to have hit a good a good run of it. Um, marrying the fantastical with the the earthy, but this was this was again. Uh, we've had a few now in the like mid season two where we are um, a good ensemble cast episode where all the major characters are involved, as I mentioned, which is very rare, and they all had roles to play which felt very true to their character and obviously exploring some of these fears. That's the mm-hmm. core of who they are, and I think they were very accurate representations, depictions of what their, their fears would yeah. be based on what we've learned about them so far. Yeah, they were they were presented and acted in a really, you know, exaggerated, ludicrous way, but the, the topics in which they were scared of were very, very believable, very plausible for the for the, uh, for the characters. Uh, Chris, did you enjoy this episode? Yeah, no, I did, but, uh, yeah. Uh, no, it was a good episode. Um, I felt like the more could have been done in some aspects, but in terms of the ensemble cast, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, in compared uh, to know. the last episode where you, you said that episode was more of like a, an elongated yeah, subplot, subplot yeah. kind of story. Yeah. Um, does this one feel like a bit more of a return to form? Because I think the last week's episode was a bit of a blip, I think. A bit of a... Yeah, it had its... It was its own It was its own thing, whereas last last week's was sort of bits and pieces from different areas throughout the season mm-hmm. whereas this one was its own thing happy happy days L- lovely little sort of storyline about how witches can deal with fear it's again it's that idea of how witches deal with mortal issues so we get we get to see eradicating Sabrina off fear and then what the fallout of what happens if if you do that 
in the yeah. mortal realm. So she's learning things, Phil. Mm-hmm. She's yes. learning things. Especially that. That's what matters, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, as well, I mean, obviously, the, the subplots with Hilda and Zelda, I thought, was very funny. Yeah. Oh, think, yeah. Again, uh, obviously, Zelda was... Uh, Beth Broderick, sorry, was terrific um, doing her various sort of roles in there. Um, I would have liked to have maybe seen what their fears were. Yes. Just because I'd be very interested. Obviously, they've lived for 600, you know, 600 plus years. Would have liked to know what what makes them scared. Because I'd like to know if they're again they're very real subjects. Because we know Zelda is always pipped at the post when it comes to a Nobel Prize and stuff. So her fear, I guess, is not being smart enough. Not, yeah. being, smart, not being smart enough, or not being recognised for sort of like living her life mm. and not leaving a legacy behind or something. Uh, Hilda's, I, I think, I don't I have Getting no idea. Getting arrested for murder. Yeah, Hilda's fear <laughs> is the witch police, fuck them, finding the bodies. Yeah, yeah. but obviously <laughs> on, on, a, uh, on a serious note, I would be really interested in knowing yeah. exactly what Hilda uh, would be scared Sal- of. Salem's greatest fear is after the 100 years as a cat, he actually gets turned into a newt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or sort of once he's uh, turned back into a witch, kind of being a bit dependent and preferring his life as yeah, a forget, cat. Yeah, forgetting how to be a self-sufficient human and therefore... Forgetting how to clean himself and he just spends days licking himself. Yeah. yeah. But he can't reach the, the right places, so yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. just yeah. filthy. So, uh, episode 21, the Fear Strikes Up a Conversation. As our rank master, what do you give it? What do you score this episode as? This is me postulating, by the way. Um, I would have to go with, because, because I feel like the... The, the the forest of fear <laughs> the forest of fear was sort of glanced over and it was done in a way that people just jumped out and said and then they were the embodiment I feel like that could have been done in a more surreal way uh, which which would have lent itself better for like the Sabrina world yeah and uh, I would have enjoyed it more rather than what they did however the characters performances throughout the episode were absolutely brilliant so I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm, oof, I'm gonna give it 5.5 clowns honking at the quizmaster. Graham, disapprove. Um, I would probably give it a 6.5 uh, as they don't say in Bavaria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm gonna go a bit. I'm gonna say a seven. Um, so yeah, no, no, yeah, a good, a good strong episode. I think yeah, very funny in places, and I think everyone performed in it wonderfully. Let's hope they act wonderfully in this next episode, number 22. 22? 22? Do you actually know what it's called? Uh, yeah, alright. Is it called gold? <laughs> <laughs> we made that exact same joke last time we reached the end of episode 21. <laughs> did we? Of course. <laughs> of course we did. Um, this is the first in two episodes just named after things. Right. Objects? Well, just What, thing. like a camel? This one, camel. this episode is called Quiz Show. So there's a quiz show. I don't know. What so do you think it's about? Pilot, or is that your guess? Pilot, and they forgot to... Uh, right, working title, sorry, that they forgot to uh, change. I imagine maybe it's Sabrina's final test for mm. her witch licence, okay. and it's in the form of a quiz show hosted by the Quizmaster. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Similar to Graham, that it is. this is a big portion, maybe her mid-year sort of review of... Um, quizzing in terms of witching license and she has to appear on a quiz show with three other contestants and only one of them get that gets their witch's license from it. Okay. And it's on Other Realm uh, TV. Yeah. 
Okay, interesting. Well, Quiz Show uh, is all about this. After Sabrina complains about the Quizmaster, he gets reassigned to someone else right before Sabrina's hardest test yet. Mm. Mm, so she's a bit rude to him. I don't know why. Maybe he does something. Uh, but what could he do? I constantly follow yeah. her around and yeah. bother her, which is what he always does. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. That'd make me want to banish someone from my life. Yeah. Stop following me. That is our next episode. But as for this one, thank you very much from me, Phil Dean, for joining us for this one. We were a little scared to start off with, but I think we got got through it all right. Uh, the gentleman, which I also hope enjoyed it and got through unscathed, was uh, my friend Graham Riley. Thank you, Graham. Uh, thank you, Phil. I've faced my fear head on and, uh, and, and, and come out the other side. So. Um... It's a very cathartic experience for me. And my other friend who's going to face his fear and jump into a river of shit is Mr Chris Evans. Thank you, Chris. Cheers, Phil. Sabrina the Teenage Watch is available in many different formats, so whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio or iTunes, please leave us a comment or a review. Your support means we get more listeners. And it means our hard work is not going to waste. And we can look at ourselves in the mirror. If you want to contact us or keep up to date with our episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at Sabrina Watch. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Sabrina the Teenage Watch and there we shall be. And thank you to you for listening wherever you are. And remember, may every little thing you do be be magic. magic.